previously on Growing Up Gilmore. What else do they have to talk about besides uh, their prostate? Gross. A lot, I would hope. If I don't marry him, no one else will marry me. No one else will marry him. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to say. Oh, Max will rebound. <laughs> he'll find some other parent. He'll oh find, my God. yeah, he'll find someone. Paris's mom beige. is available. Well, no one can touch music, but music can touch you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are back with Season 1, Episode 21, Love, Daisies, and Troubadours. We also still have our special guest. Would you like to say hello, special guest? Yeah, I'm still here. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) The first episode, I will say, was very fun to record, but also... The editing was super fun. (laughs) It's like great to listen to. And I love having someone else to bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a big difference. So this week we are tackling the second half now. Um, We left off with Rory running away from Dean's house because we thought that was a good place to stop. And it's technically like the halfway point in the episode. This week, we'll tackle the second half, which has a lot of juicy drama, details, things to discuss at length. And Elise, can you just remind us who the writer and director are? We won't get into all of it, but just remind us. Sure. The writer is Dan Palladino and director is Amy Sherman Palladino. Awesome. Thank you very much. At the end of the episode, um, we have something kind of fun Bryn has been actively involved in the Gilmore Girls subreddit, which is great. I don't know Reddit at all, but he is on there and he pulled some hot takes from the subreddit for us to read. Elise and I do not know what they are, so you're going to get like our honest reaction to them. And it's funny because every time my husband and I are sitting on the sofa and we're like working on things on our computer... I'll look over and like, I would say eight out of 10 times he is on the Gilmore Girls subreddit. <laughs> it just happens to be what's on my feed That's interesting. when you look over. It's Brand. not. I don't know. You've gotten some pretty <laughs> hot takes from yeah. the subreddit. You I feel... love that you live there. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of nice. It is nice. If, you've li- if you're on the subreddit, let us know if we need to be on the subreddit because... I will learn how to use Reddit if you need me to. It's one of those things, too, where, like, the longer you spend on the subreddit, the more you have to consciously remind yourself that you actually do like this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have to have that disclaimer once in a while, too, where we're like, no, we actually do love this show, but it has its problems. I think with every subsequent reviewing of this show, I have hated more of the characters than previously. Yeah. That's fair. That that happens with shows. Like, I do that with Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's, I don't, if I am dissing a character, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't like them. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? 
it's just kind of fun to like yeah you can still like them as a character and it's a sitcom so everything's going to be heightened yeah anyway but i don't like dean so (laughs) that's just that's just a fact and i still like max max medina well we're gonna get a lot of max in this episode so this episode is gonna be maxed out oh god (laughs) i have nothing like my credit card at mardi gras dad jokes oh my god The second half of this episode kicks off with Max and Lorelai and Rory grabbing food, walking through the town, getting ready to go to a town meeting. Max is very excited to go to his first town meeting and he surprises the girls with ring pops. (laughs) They're just kind of gearing up and prepping him for the big meeting and they walk in. The meeting has already started. And Elisa's favorite part is they're all like voting on something. And he's like, all those in favor, all those against. And Lorelai puts her hand up and Taylor's like, you weren't even here. And she goes, I don't care. I'm against it. <laughs> I'm against it. Yeah, I'm against it. And they grab a seat. Taylor makes a point in saying that there's no food allowed. Can I at- just say something really quick of course there's just a detail i really loved in that moment where lorelei says i'm again it is it cuts to taylor and like the board like you know the panel that's up front yeah and i just picked up on something i noticed that uh miss patty actually laughs at lorelei's joke Mm -hmm. and i just thought that was really cute i really love when shows do that how i met your mother is really good at that where Mm -hmm. the characters will like laugh at each other's jokes well, and I think, too, Miss Patty knows that Lorelai is, like, a, a jokester, per yeah. se. And Taylor takes his job way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just a it's a great way to show and show without telling mm-hmm. that a lot of sitcoms don't bother with. Like, if you watch, like, Friends, yeah. where they're cracking jokes left and right, and yeah. even, like, Chandler is, like, the funny one, no one laughs at his jokes. <laughs> Only the audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've talked at length about how this show really does show, not tell. Mm-hmm. And I I love that. And as our one of Bryn's mentors would say, it's important to show, not tell. Right? Yeah. They sit down, they eat their food, and Taylor keeps pointing out that they're not supposed to have food at the town meeting. Lorelai keeps up this running gag where it's not food, it's Farfanugan something or other. Florgenschmorgen. Yeah. And he's like, what? And Lorelai tells Max, I just keep making up names until he forgets what he's talking about. So then he moves on and he says, all right, does anybody else have any issues? And the town troubadour stands up and he says, yeah, I have an issue. I've been the town troubadour for the last six months. And then suddenly this guy shows up. And Taylor clearly is not a fan of the town troubadour because, you know, why would he be? And goes into this whole thing about how we don't need a town troubadour. You probably just are here to get money. I love that Miss Patty corrects him. And says, no, he won't even take money. Like, I tried, and he won't take it. And I'm sure Miss Patty has tried other things with the town troubadour (laughs) as well. (laughs) He's like, the other guy, 
he just shows up and, and it's too many troubadours for Stars Hollow. And the other guy admits that he works at a Kinko's like a few towns over and the troubadours like, see, that's the problem. Like you can't have a job. You have to like be a part of the music and you can't talk to people. You have to let the music talk for you. And he keeps going on and on and on about the music talking for you and using the music as a way to get your feelings out to the point that Rory kind of erupts because as this dialogue is happening, she keeps looking over at Dean and every time she looks at Dean, Dean looks away and is like, ugh, and like looks the other way to the point where Elise is like, oh my God, what are you doing? And then Bryn gets started on, you guys are so hard on Dean. Well, (laughs) you are. Okay, but like, whatever. It's not sexy. Dean does not know how to be sexy. Dean is a teenager. He's a teenager. I was a teenager watching it. When I was a teenager, I thought other teenagers were sexy. I'm not saying like, I think he's sexy right now. Right. Or he's supposed to be. But as a teenager for Rory... Yeah, he is like a teen heartthrob. It's not an attractive thing. It's just no, it's just like, I'm whiny and uh, I'm disturbed. Yeah. He's just sitting at a town hall meeting. He's not just sitting there, Bryn. You saw him. He's like, was huffing and puffing every time Rory looked at him. Look at him eating crackers like he owns the place. If he was just nonchalant, oh <laughs> like listening, I'd be like, it's fine. But he's like so dramatic. Yeah, he's like well, actively looking at her and then looking away. And it's like... Well, do you think he's also being weird about her because she just showed up on his doorstep earlier that day and was like harassing his sister? Okay, but I don't think he honestly knows 100% that it was her. Of course he does. He saw her, like, running away. We talked about that last week. Well, I know, but I don't... Who else would it have been? It's not, like, confirmed yet. Mm. Until later when Clara's like, that's the Girl Scout. Yeah, she clarifies. He's just... He's such a... I don't know. Yeah. Look, I don't... I can't even... Because, like, with the last scene, like, how they... I don't know. We can't really get too much of it in. I'm not a a huge Dean fan, but I, I think this is, like... This is fine. Okay. Well, Well. anyway. (laughs) So they keep doing this like back and forth thing. And finally, Rory like erupts into this monologue, which is very Lorelai inspired about how sometimes people can't say their feelings. So they need to sing them or they need someone else to sing them or write a song about them so they can relate to them. And, you just can't get your feelings out and you feel like an idiot and you'll never be able to change it or whatever. And does this whole big thing. She ends it awkwardly by saying, so give this guy a license. And everybody like erupts into applause. When she sits down, Lorelai's like, well, that was a, a good little speech. And that's kind of where the, the town meeting ends as it, it winds up. That's when Clara looks at Dean and says, that's the Girl Scout. And she looks over at him. Rory looks back and Dean is gone now. Lorelai throws a French fry at Luke's head, asks if he wants a fry. And he says, no, I got to get back to the diner. And the whole time they're having this exchange, it it does look like Lorelai is flirting with Luke. 
big time. Yes, she is. <laughs> yeah. And Max kind of picks up on that. And he has like this weird, like suspicious face mm-hmm. the whole time. And then when Luke walks away, he like puts his arm around her and pulls her in close and then gives her a kiss. Like, wait a second. You are mine. Mm-hmm. So. You are my territory. Well, like Lorelai, when Luke gets up and leaves... Lorelai is still looking at him walking away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, L- Max literally pulls her in and she's still got her eyes on Luke. Yeah, it's like she hates to see him leave, but. You know. <laughs> or she likes watching him walk away. Right. I know I would. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear that Max can pick up on what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Of course he can. He's an intellectual. Well, yeah. He reads books. I do like that he got them ring pops. I think that's really cute. And also a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I didn't even think about that. That's genius. It is foreshadowing. Because even when she's like, she has it on her like engagement ring finger. Yeah. And when she has it in her mouth, he's like looking over at her like, oh, Mm -hmm. you know. So I wonder if tables were turning already at that point. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke says he's got to get back to the diner because Rachel's been running things there. Max pulls her in for the kiss, and that's kind of where it ends. And Lorelai says something that reminds me a lot of Elisa's impression of Rachel, where Luke says Luke says something like, I better get back to the diner, and Lorelai's like, yeah, I guess you, I, 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 I bet you should. It just <laughs> always makes me think of whenever you... My your, Rachel? Yeah. My Rachel voice? Lorelai, what's the goss? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the anywhere but here girl. Yeah. I'm, I'm I don't, Rachel. I don't know. The way she says that line just... Huh. I didn't notice I don't, that. I don't know yeah. if she's doing an impression of anyone or it's just like a goofy oh, voice. Or like it's just, she's trying to impersonate Rachel? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It actually always makes me think of in Ferris Bueller. Oh, I should say you do. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron. Open it's camera, funny listen. that this like this scene alone sets up so much for the second half of the episode. Mm-hmm. Because we have the thing with the troubadours. Then we see this triangle between Max and Lorelai and Luke. Rory and Dean is set up. But then also, don't you think the troubadours also kind of represent, like, the Max and Luke and Lorelai of Stars Hollow? Yeah, there's a triangle within the town. Yeah, and then, like, the Dean and Rory. I think we talked about that a little last week, too. Yeah, and I think... The Black Swan. Yes. There's a lot of setting up just Mm -hmm. in a town meeting that, like, you probably wouldn't see a setup. Unless you've already watched it. But it does kind of like build you up and get you ready for the second half of this Mm -hmm. episode. Because the drama starts right away after this episode. Or this scene. We also need to mention that the second troubadour that is Mr. Kojeski. From from Freaks and Geeks. Geeks. Yeah, I love Freaks and Geeks. Me too. Mm -hmm. So he's he's in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I feel like it's kind of interesting that they did a plot with, like, the troubadours and 
with the troubadour like feeling territorial over stars hollow like this early because it kind of feels like you know how when sitcoms just like go on forever and they just get to a point where like the plots just become like really stupid and yeah this feels like it'd be something they would have done in the last season been mm-hmm. like oh we have this troubadour who's been here the whole time Let, <laughs> let's do an episode about him and you know it's well it's... i think too his entrance was not explained it was yeah. just he was suddenly there yeah so maybe they thought eh, we should maybe do something with him well and we could never figure out either if he is related to sam phillips or not mm-hmm. because his name is grant phillips and Sam Phillips is who does, like, all the music for yeah. Gilmore Girls. So I wonder if it was like, oh, we should, you know, incorporate him somehow. And the way they did was create, like, this love triangle with Stars Hollow and these two troubadours to, like, mirror the other relationships going on. Yeah, and I know they do more stuff with him later as well mm-hmm. as a character. Mm-hmm. But Well, I know Amy and Dan are big musical people, too. Yeah. They love musicals, so... And old movies, you know, it kind of fits their vibe, Mm -hmm. their aesthetic. Mm -hmm. It kind of just makes me think, though, of like when you're watching like season 80 of The Simpsons and they're like, we haven't done an episode about Mo yet. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I give Amy and Dan a little bit more credit than that. No, sure. But I I think like the, the troubadour... I know Elise is not crazy about the troubadour. I love the troubadour because they use it as a way to transition scenes without having to like fade to black or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like a, you leave one scene, go zoom on the troubadour and then go to the next scene so seamlessly. And I love that they use music as a means to do that. And I think it takes a little bit more effort Mm -hmm. to do that. And I recognize and appreciate that mm-hmm. so it, i mean i like him like i like the idea of him mm-hmm. he just annoys me <laughs> yeah i it, don't know why I well don't know why. it feels like in like when you see like a play in the theater and like during the scene transitions there's always like music playing mm-hmm. or something yeah. you know something happening so it's not just you're sitting in, in the silence. audience in total darkness for like 10 seconds yeah uh, yeah i just i feel there's something very theatrical about that mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, I think that's very true. All right, well, I think it's time to buckle up because we've got drama straight ahead mm-hmm. and lots to discuss. Lore, we've got some drama. <laughs> All right, here we are at Luke Steiner. He comes in, it's closed, and Rachel's kind of cleaning up, says that you know, she took a delivery. Everything's good. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. Before she comes around the corner, Bryn had mentioned that she makes a point of saying, what? That Caesar? Can I you stop? Okay. <laughs> that she let Caesar go home early because it was dead. And I was just wondering, is that the first time that anyone has referenced Caesar by name? I think think so but i'm not a hundred percent sure we haven't met caesar yet like physically i think he's not until season two Mm -hmm. but we've seen like random people working there i love caesar i me too i mean i can't i feel like he might have been i don't know well and i'm also wondering 
because of the context of this scene, did she let Caesar go because it was dead or did she let Caesar go so she could be here alone? She let Caesar go so she could let Luke go. Okay. (laughs) So she comes around the counter and she has two bags of stuff and it is very clear that Luke is pissed. His face, his demeanor completely changes and he's like, oh, so you're going or whatever. And he's like, well, at least, you know, you you stuck around to say goodbye. You always do that. And she's like, don't you at least want to know why? And he's like, I already know why. You're the anywhere but here girl. And she's like, that's not it. And she's like, and he goes, oh, is it another man? She goes, no, it's another woman. And the look that he gives her totally 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 reaffirms our bisexual theory (laughs) i'm sorry because he's like what another woman for you and you know he's like kind of enjoying the thought too he's like excuse me no he is not how dare you be little luke to that you're you're into another woman okay i can work with this but the way he's like (laughs) That's disgusting. <laughs> not, it's not disgusting, but okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. The way that he is so not completely shocked by that just reaffirms she has bisexual energy. <laughs> right? She's got BBE. I think she does, but I mean, for the sake of the show, I don't think that they were trying for that. No. But... But it does help our theory a little bit. I think so. Yeah. And I like to think that she is with a woman today. (laughs) Yeah. I think she is for sure. She found someone just like Lorelai, probably. I want her in like a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for Rachel. (laughs) She's very adventurous. (laughs) That's what she deserves. Yeah. But she is, and you even said too, she's so mature here. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, to recognize that she is not right for him and to have enough self-respect to leave. Yep. And that she's in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. Like, she, yeah. yeah, she's probably the least toxic character in this show, mm-hmm. which is why she had to leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think she's so cool and, like, mature mm-hmm. and... I just like her a lot. Yeah. For this. Well, and she says, no, not for me, for you. And it catches him off guard. And he's like, oh, Rachel, no, no. And he goes, I told you that I've told you a hundred times. And she's like, no, you told me one time and you could barely get it out then. And she grabs her stuff. She turns around as she's leaving and she says, just don't wait to tell her, okay? And they, like, hug and she leaves. And that's where it ends. And I'm left wondering, does this... Is this going to push Luke away from Lorelai or push him towards her? Towards. 
<clears throat> this is pushing him towards. Yeah, her. I think there's something to be said for. I feel like Luke and Lorelai, to some degree, know what their feelings are, but are also like very oblivious to them. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Luke cannot even like say, "No, we're just friends." Like, like he can't even lie. He can't even say her name. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for all he knows, they're talking about Miss Patty. I don't think he knows. I think he knows who they're talking about. I know, but... Yeah. But even Rachel couldn't say her name. I don't think that she... How she's approaching this... Because it could easily be one of those things where she could be mad about it and be almost lording. Like, how do I explain it? Um... She's not coming off mad. She's just accepting. Yeah. She's not guilting him for liking Lorelai. Yeah, she's and just, it's more sadness, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's more like, okay, this sucks, but, like, don't but screw it up. she genuinely wants the best for Luke. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's sad that it's over, but I think she also, like, realizes that it wouldn't be over if she hadn't left, you know, however many years ago. Mm-hmm. And Luke has just moved on, and that's mm-hmm. okay. But and... what if they would have stayed, like, say she never left, and then he met Lorelai? Do you think that he would have still liked Lorelai? Like, that would have always kind of been there? No. You don't think I, that he would have ever looked at her? I think he would have, but I think it would have been different because he yeah. was, like, established it, it at that point. It would have been more like a hypothetical, like, if I were single then, but yeah. I'm not, so. But know, that, that was like this me. now. He wasn't single, and he was still flirting with her. I think it's different, though, because it was just like... He He's w- already known he her for he so was, long. He was kind of building up to something with Lorelai, and then Rachel just, like, parachuted back in and tried to sure. make mm-hmm. it the way it was. But it's just after that time has gone by, it's like, yeah, you can't expect him to not have started even thinking about other women. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And he, I... wa- he wants something else now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't know if I'm 100% sold that he wouldn't have had some kind of feeling for her. I don't know. I, I, just, I, just, I, just, don't, I just don't think he would have acted on it. Oh, yeah. No. I think it's one of those things where, like, what is it the butterfly effect where you see, like, the different things that happen based on other things happening? Yeah. Like the Jim Carrey movie? Was that Jim Carrey or was that That Ashton was Eternal Kutcher? Sunshine. Yeah, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Butterfly okay, effect Ashton is... Kutcher. Ashton yeah. Kutcher, Kutcher was in the Butterfly Effect, yeah. Oh, and Jim Carrey was in like that Numbers Yes. Yeah. movie. Similar covers, too. Yeah. Like the Wait, cover what, art. what Numbers movie? Like Jim Carrey, I think it's... Is it num- called like Number 23 or something? Number 27? 27, oh, I've yeah. I've never seen that. It's... I don't know if I saw it either. I don't but think he, I did. It's just see... Jim Carrey sees like, was no, uh, repeating numbers. There was no Mr. Popper's Penguins. Right. <laughs> totally. Totes. Yeah, they should have done like, I wish they had done more alternate universe episodes of Gilmore Girls. Oh, God. Okay, but this, you did say that someone on the subreddit. Yeah, suggested that there be an episode where we would have seen what Lorelai's life would have been like if she hadn't had Rory. That, and. Th- yeah, that's so dumb, though, because that's may- what this show's about. <laughs> Maybe it would have shown Luke with Rachel in that, like, timeline. Yeah. Yeah, could be. But, I mean, yeah, this isn't the type of show that I think 
really wants to do stuff like that. No. Because I think the whole theme of the show is like, <laughs> you kind of have to accept things the way they are. Yeah. And fantasizing about how they could have been if things had been different right. is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. To go back to your question, is this going to push Luke to Lorelai? I think so. But you didn't answer it. What do you think? I think it does, but he does not have enough confidence to go the full push. And I think because of Max... This kind of goes back to Love and War and Snow, mm-hmm. where he sees Lorelai and Max together. And you can kind of tell that he has some insecurities around the fact that she's with Max because he's educated. He has like a good job and all of these things that Luke doesn't have. He kind of plays down what he does have in comparison to. Yeah, he has like a successful business. He has a lot of money. Yeah. We find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's also hard right now where Rachel is like, oh, if you like this girl, go get her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but then he'd be a homewrecker because she's with someone. Yeah. And as we'll soon see in this episode is with someone. It's not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the thing is, is that Rachel's right. Like, it's better for him just to tell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Even if she is to reject him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But I don't it's know. It's just, it, it is a lot more. It's harder. It's, 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 it's much thornier when. There's. There, she's in a very committed relationship. Yeah. Yeah, completely. As Michael Scott would say, engaged, ain't married, BFD. <laughs> oh my God. We are with Rory at Chilton and she is following Madeline and says, I have the notes for you. And Madeline's like, I don't want them. And like keeps walking. Then she sees Louise and Louise is kind of giving her an attitude and stuff too. And she's like, what, where is this coming from? Then she meets with Paris and Paris is kind of gives her this whole spiel about, you know, I thought that we could have been friends and you, this just goes back to like you doing something to get what you want and I can't trust you and like all of this stuff. She goes, what are you talking about? And it goes back to Tristan with the PJ Harvey tickets and saying that he's going out with Rory. And Rory says, I'm not going with him. We're not going out. We're not dating. Paris still doesn't want to believe it and asks Rory if she is going to go out for the Franklin next year. And Rory says, yeah, of course I am. Like, they both want to be journalists, so of course she's going to want to be on the paper. Paris says, you know that your acceptance and your assignments are based on the editor, so good luck with that. And Rory says, well, I think I still, you know, have a chance. And Paris says, well, I was just selected as the editor. She goes, maybe you could do a piece on the parking lot, blacktop. It's too bad because... You would have been great for the music portion of the paper, but I gave that to Louise. And Rory's like, what? Louise only owns two CDs. And they're both, now that's what I call music. Yeah. (laughs) Compilations. Probably. Best hits of 2000. Yeah. And Rory's like, okay, you know, whatever. There's this like iconic moment 
of Madeline and Louise, like, up, like, five steps on opposite sides of the stairwell. And then Paris right on the bottom step in the middle. And she says, have a great summer. And it's such a Heather's moment. Mm -hmm. And they all, like, turn around at the same time and walk away. Do you think they rehearsed that? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they just needed, like, the croquet mallets. Yeah, Mm -hmm. completely. The show really strives at keeping up with the seasons of life. Mm -hmm. And it goes at this slow pace that feels realistic. Like, not all of this drama usually happens in one episode. Mm -hmm. But it's the finale, so it has to have a little bit of more spice and kick to it. some zest. Yeah, definitely. And I like this scene, too, of how they approach this, because I feel like it's relatable, especially in high school scenarios, when the guy that you like or whoever likes, likes another girl Mm -hmm. or guy, whatever situation, but it's not reciprocated because, like, I feel bad for Rory because she she does not like, she doesn't like Tristan. Right. And she got put into this bad guy persona, mm-hmm. and she literally doesn't even like him. Yeah, and she I... isn't really trying to get him to like her. Yeah, it speaks volumes of Paris's difficulties in friendships. Mm-hmm. Like she can't trust that Rory doesn't like him, even though when has she seen Rory and Tristan together? Besides right. in the hallway at school. Well, and like, I think Paris is so enamored with Tristan that she can't imagine anyone not feeling the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Paris, like, her kind of dynamic is she always has to be right. Yeah. Like, aggressively so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I always get, like, a little, like, secondhand cringe from, like, watching this kind of, like, scenario play out in shows and movies where... It's like the character feels like they're taking crazy pills because like the way that like Paris and Madeline and Louise are like ganging up on her and are like, you're playing with Paris's heart and <laughs> yeah. you've got Tristan yeah. wrapped around your finger and it, and no matter how many times Rory says it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's, it's like... It's real life though because that happened, yeah. something similar happened like that and for me in high school. Yeah. And I didn't even talk to this this girl. She was in a grade below me. There was some guy in my grade, but I never really talked to him because he. I thought he had, like, an attitude problem and I couldn't stand it. What do you know? I know. Yeah, that, that tracks. <laughs> he was always sassing off to the teacher, and I was like, oh, I hate him. He ended up having a crush on me or something. Can't believe it. I didn't even talk to him. That girl was awful to me that he used to date or whatever. Yeah. It, and it was, like, bullying. So that kind of stuff does happen in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's it's very true to life. It's just, yeah, well, like once the clique has decided something or just or like made up their mind about you, you can't yeah. shake fucked. that. No, yeah. Which and it's. Go ahead. No, I was just. That's it. That's it. You're no. done. Do you want to leave? Maybe. <laughs> for for example, right now. Do you need to get on subreddit? Maybe. Yeah, you need to check no, the subreddit. No, this is No, this is like it's like that thing in movies like uh the, the best example is Shrek when it's like Shrek only hears the one side of the conversation where she's like how could anyone love anyone so ugly and assumes that he's talking about him or her, oh, like sad. himself. So he's like fine I'll, I'll just find you lord farquad and you can marry him and 
Like, nothing she says can, like, explain it. And it's just, like, just have a conversation with the other party mm-hmm. where yeah. you're just, like, putting all your cards out on the table and not... Like, yeah. that. that's how all this confusion happens is because, like, in this case, one side does not want to listen to the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, and that begs the question, did Tristan do this on purpose? Because Rory said no. Oh, I I don't think I don't think that was his angle. I I don't think he cares about Paris. Well, no, of course he doesn't to... care about Paris. But I'm saying, does he know that this is going to cause a riff between Paris and Rory and whatever? Yeah. And because she said no, did he tell them that she said yes to mm. make her life harder? I I think he was just trying to flex. Mm. it's it's like gaston and beauty and the beast which by the way if, if you don't know this about me all of my references my reference pool is going to be like animated movies so <laughs> but it's like gaston from beauty and the beast constantly talking up like how he's gonna marry bell i'm good i'm with bell and bell's my girl and we're gonna get married and it's like dude she has shown no interest in you yeah and and yet your yeah attempts keep escalating yeah i don't know if tristan's that deep to that deep or that intelligent i don't think that he's stupid (laughs) i don't think tristan's stupid i think he's just self-serving yeah i think that he's just not because you can be intelligent but not be deep right yeah i just i don't think he cares enough about paris for like the thought to even cross his mind of like ooh. This will make Paris mad at Rory. Well, I think Amy's referring to making... It's not about that he cares about Paris. No, yeah. That it's to piss... Like, it's to... It's to piss her off to... Rory. Yeah. Like... No, and I I don't think... Because I I think he he would need to understand something about Paris for that to even, like, enter his mind. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think he cares enough about her to, like, even realize how he can use her. I think he, yeah, I still think he's delusional and thinks he's going to get her. Yeah, because I I don't think it, because, like, when they meet up again, he's still, like, so we're going to PJ Harvey, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, I I think if he were trying to, like, manipulate things so her life sucked, it would be because he realizes he's been rejected. I could also see that being, like, so we're going to go, right? Because she's so fed up with Paris that she's like, fine, I'll go. Oh, yeah, true. yeah, I could see that. So that's my theory, but I mean, it could be a number of things. I think, He's a high school boy. I think however you slice it, Tristan sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, whatever, absolutely. Whatever his motives or his, like, ambitions are here, he's just a piece of shit. <laughs> and there are people, like, in the fandom who love Tristan and think he was, like, a misunderstood angel. And that Rory just never gave him a chance. And she who was... are these people? I I think this comes down to people who like Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, and I think that with Dean too. Yeah, it's because they're it's... attractive. I think people and uh, probably will piss people off when I say this, but I feel like it comes down to like the appearance that that's why they like them because they think they're cute from something else they watched if like one tree hill or supernatural or whatever if you are basing a person's worth on how they look you need therapy (laughs) (laughs) i just don't see a lot of 
redeeming qualities in Dean or I, I think Tristan. That is such a common trope, though, with especially with shows that are, their main audience is women. They have these attractive men be total assholes, and women because I, and I this is a very generalized statement. I understand, but so many women are like. Oh, but he's so cute. It's it's okay. He's misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, he's just misunderstood. Yeah, it's, and it's... I will be the first to say that Jess is another example of that. And me, as a, an 11, 12-year-old watching Jess, was like, he's just misunderstood, but he's so attractive. And it's like, the dude has problems yeah as an adult i recognize that but that's called growth people and when you watch a show that you watched as a child and now you're watching it as an adult and you can recognize the issues that the show has you have grown as a person congratulations (laughs) if you are still caught up on the fact that jess is just misunderstood then you have not grown as an individual and you need to look inward you have and not that is my soapbox for this episode. you have not grown up gilmore yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like and i mean at least you've only watched it once through yeah and you recognize it and it's... and and i can recognize that there are like i like logan I can recognize that he's a very flawed character, so I can understand why people don't like him, yeah. too. Right. So maybe I do need to be a little less hard on, like, the Dean and Tristan situation because I could see how someone would be like, wait, you hate them, but you like Logan. Right. Mm-hmm. You well, know, I can see that. Well, it's it's kind of like, you know, Amy kind of made it out like I would have this huge laundry list of, like, all the issues I had with the podcast before coming on and really I'm still scared. No, the one thing I did want to bring up was you guys did that episode where they go to the dance and Dean and, uh, Oh, when Tris- we do who Dean, sucks more Dean yeah, or Tristan. And it ended up being Dean, but I think also that's kind of by virtue of like, he was more in more scenes. Yeah. Because like Rory only ever sees Tristan at school and every time she sees him at school, he's garbage. Yeah. Like, he is just concentrated, I'm going to harass you and annoy the crap out of you and, like, constantly, like, neg at you until you, like, you know, go out with me. Whereas, like, you know, Dean is who she hangs out with after school and on the weekends and stuff. Okay, but arguably, they had very similar screen time in that episode. Yeah, but, like... And actually, I'm just the one scene that Dean got more than Tristan was at the end where Dean had a chance to redeem himself and he didn't. So that's why he got more. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I understand. I'm just saying I think we're harsher on Dean because we do see him a lot more than Tristan. And oh, no, I think they both equally suck. I I just think the thing with Dean is that there are, like, because we see him more, there are more moments when he sort of, like, redeems himself sometimes. Like, he, like he has good moments. He's not, like, 100% trash- yeah. Every time. I mean, I know you want to say he is. I can see it in your eyes. I'm just trying to think about when he has, like, redeemable moments. Dean? I, I mean... Yeah. It's I, very few and far between, and I. it's his working. I like how that he likes to work. I like that he brings them pizza when they're hungry. Yeah. I And brings like, himself a salad. Like, yeah. I, I think there are moments where he's supportive, 
and where I think, like, if you're an audience member watching this, I can see how you might, like, see Dean make even, like, these token gestures and be like, oh, he cares. Like, I, I could see that. He got her a car. Yeah, he did. That was cool. That's nice, yeah. but he totally flipped out when she, you know, he's... I'm not coming around until she says I love you. I'm not saying this to relitigate every crappy thing Dean ever did. (laughs) I'm just saying to like understand. Listen, we're ready to come to bat, okay? I know. We're ready. I know, and I brought this up knowing. I'm rolling my sleeves up right now. I brought this up knowing I was walking into a minefield. But (laughs) I'm just saying like for an audience member watching this show, I understand how like there is enough good qualities about Dean that come through now and then that like I can see how you might still have an affinity for him yeah whereas with tristan it's like there's like one scene i can think of where he's not annoying and it was that scene where he gets invited to rory's birthday party and just like tells her about it and is not like super aggressive or like mean about it he's just like oh yeah i just got an invitation oh yeah. and it's it's like it's Happy not even birthday he's not even being nice he's just being neutral <laughs> I yeah. think he's being a skis there too. Well, yeah, but it's just like superficially. He, he's just like all. All he's saying is like, "I'm going to your party. I got an invitation." But and that's it. It's like, it's the closest he gets to just being a normal freaking person around Rory. No, that's not true. Well, we haven't he got to the few, play. Yeah, but there's a few moments where he and Rory have like a genuine one-on-one conversation. Are you talking about when he's playing the piano? No, I'm talking well, about when he's talking to, when they're talking about him seeing Paris. And mm-hmm. she's like, you should be, you know, he's like, I'm taking a break from women. And she's like, maybe you need to take a break from a certain kind of woman. Man, when a guy tells a girl that he likes that he's taking a break from women, he's got an angle. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Yeah, but... I could see, though, if he would have stayed on this show, I could see how... He could have had, like, an arc. Yeah, how Rory could have been him. a positive influence on him. Yeah, yeah but and that's even it was not just Rory's for... responsibility No, it either. is not. But if they were to keep him and in I the storyline. I almost wonder if that's then, in turn, what they tried to do with Dean. Mm-hmm. Is have her be a positive influence on him because he wasn't going to go to college. Yeah, you know, and then suddenly and he, he wants he, to go to yeah, college. Yeah, he did end and, up going to like community college or something. Right? Yeah, and he wasn't going to do that originally. So it's like, but at the same time, I don't like that because it is not Rory's responsibility to push him to do things. Yeah, I think I think there's something to be said for like you can be inspired by a person to become a better person. But it has to be for its own sake. It's mm-hmm. like Tristan or Dean or whoever should look at Rory and say like, wow, she's great. I should, you know, try and be more like her or more like someone that she would want to go out with and not, but not have it be like so self-serving. Yeah, I think, I, I think that can be like a good arc. I kind of think that's with everyone that she's with in this show, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. In some aspect, she's everyone making she them better. is a project. Yeah. Women, you don't need to date a project. No. Make yourself a project. Yes. Number one. I think what those guys need to do, these fictional characters from a show 20 (laughs) years ago, is make themselves into a project based on whether it's because, like, they want to date Rory or whether they want to date someone like Rory, but they need to do that work for themselves. Yeah, and I think the only character... Well, I I know this is getting too far there and is... I think... Jess 
is the one that oh, does that. Oh, Jess totally turns his life around. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, he does that on his own, and it's and, not just for Rory. And the thing is, I think he outgrows Rory. Oh, totally. A thousand percent. Totally. Like, yeah. she, like she shows up again, and he's like, oh, hey. <laughs> well, when he shows up, and he's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you going to school? Yeah. Or the fact. Okay, we're getting okay, way yeah, too yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. We're getting okay. way too ahead. We always do this. Yeah, what's this episode about? Max <laughs> Medina. <laughs> so, to sum, Tristan is trash. Paris is. They're setting up the dynamic for next season, Paris, basically. Yes. At this point in the season, is trash. She's gonna make yeah. She's gonna make Rory's next year hard because Rory wanted to be for the on the. But you know what? Good on Rory because she does it no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? Perseverance. I think, I think that's something that's kind of cool about the show, like tracking with the seasons, is that it does make sense for a lot of this like stuff, the dramatic stuff to happen at the end of the spring, mm-hmm. because like Rory is a very forward thinking person. Like it's always about what's next. Whereas, yeah. like, I'm thinking about, like, my experience in school, and when I got to the end of a semester, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, it was not, all right, next I'm going to Harvard, and next I'm going to, yeah, you know, I'm going to work at the New York Times as a beat reporter. Like, yeah, I was not in that mentality. Oh, Rory... I was very in, the, in that mentality, and I'm... I think I'm still very in that mentality. <laughs> I, think, I think my mentality was like, ah, oh, school is over. All right, the Nintendo Wii launches in two months. Like, yeah, it's this show does a great job of telling us without, or showing, not telling. Mm-hmm. Like, the school year's over. They're showing us that there's still going to be conflict between her and Paris into the next season. And they show us that without being like, oh, look at this. Look at what's happening. It's yeah. just there. It's a very natural, like, like yeah, they would think about, like, who's going to be the editor for the paper next year, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And they're tying this up at, there's 14 minutes left of the show, so they've already tied that storyline Yep. in a bow. So that'll yep. take about three hours for us to discuss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, basically. This next scene is my favorite scene in the entire episode which may be controversial, and I don't care. Lorelai hears the doorbell ring. She's running down the stairs to get the door. And as we're watching it, she's like, shoe then stairs, or stairs then shoe, or however she says it. And she says it with the same inflection Bryn said as Max Medina. Max Medina. So it was like, foot then shoe, shoe then whatever. And she answers the door, and it's Luke. And he comes in, says, oh, I just came to get my toolbox. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she goes into this whole thing about how they named it Bert, and they said goodnight to Bert, and blah, blah, blah. After that exchange is over, he shuts the door behind him and says, Rachel left. Him shutting the door, to me, is symbolizing, this is not over. I'm staying we need to talk about this. And it's like, is he gearing up to tell her mm-hmm. how he feels? Yes. It's a very aggressive move. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, what happened? And he said, oh, you know, the usual. He doesn't really tell her 
the real reason. And well, I mean, well, he she asks like why, and that's when Max comes in, though. Right. So then Max shows up and he knocks on the door. She lets her him in, and Max is like, "Oh, hi." They kiss, whatever, and then Lorelai introduces Luke to Max. And he's like, Max says, oh, yeah, I think I saw you at the town meeting. And Luke goes, yeah, you did. I was just here to pick up my toolbox because I fix things around here for Lorelai. I'm here a lot. And Max kind of responds with, a, you know, we're going on a date, whatever. And Lorelai says he's the one with the coffee. And Luke says, yeah, I make her the coffee. So I see her almost most every day and he's like max is like oh yeah well i mean you have the coffee and he goes and i'll always have the coffee and what did you call this bryn oh just a big dick waving contest (laughs) (laughs) they both just whip it out and start like throwing them at each other like lightsabers and lorelei's literally in the in the middle and she has such a great like um facial facial expressions during this whole mm-hmm. scene of just like is this really happening like am i seeing this ooh men are fighting over me yeah she's loving it she loves it cuz she when luke does finally leave and she has a smile on her face that she can't she's like trying to get rid of it mhm she's trying to get the smile she is so turned on yeah and, and by the way he leaves and he leaves his toolbox behind yeah we'll get to that Okay. We'll get to that, okay? <laughs> Don't oh, rush we know. us. Oh, we Don't know. rush us. So Max asks her if whatever happened there is done. And Lorelai says nothing happened there. And he goes, really? Because I can sense something there. She's like, there's nothing there. That's just Luke. We're just friends. And he's like, it's okay if you dated people while we were apart, like, I dated people and she's like, do you mean dated as in like we go out on dates or do you mean dated as in we got down on like on Soul Train dated? And he's like, I guess the latter. And she's like, "Okay, well, that's good to know because you didn't have to spare my feelings or anything. And they get into this like back and forth thing. And then finally, Lorelai is like interjecting in their argument. She goes, I slept with Rory's dad. And he's like, "Okay." And she's like on my parents' patio. And he's like, can we change the subject, please? (laughs) And they have, like, this bicker match. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Max goes, I think we should get married. And Lorelai is, like, speechless for a change. And she's like, give me some sort of inclination that this is not real, that this is a joke. And he's like, no, I mean it. And she's like, you don't mean it. This is not how you propose to someone. There should be a thousand yellow daisies. There should be music. Maybe you're riding a horse. And like goes on and on and on to explain why this can't be real. And he's like, no, you know what? You're absolutely right. Let's start the night over. So they start the night over. And as they are walking out, we see that Luke's toolbox is still there. And Lorelai says, good night, Bert to the toolbox and that's where this the scene leaves us now Bryn you brought up earlier that he leaves the toolbox and from a male perspective I want to know why 
the toolbox, why you think the toolbox was left there. Well, for one thing, it's very appropriate because right now Lorelai is dating a toolbox, so. <laughs> but no. Uh, you loved Max. No, I'm just, I, there was an easy shot there, so oh, I took okay. it. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. I don't care about Max's feelings. <laughs> okay. Um, all, for the, all for the joke. Yeah, no, it's, it, he's marking his territory. He, he's like leaving it there, so he has, he's going to have another reason to come back. And if Max comes over and Luke still hasn't picked up Bert, then Bert will just be there, like, laughing in his face, like, hey, I'm, I'm the coffee guy. I left my tools here. Mm-hmm. It, I, th- I don't think he was ever going there for the toolbox. No, no. that was so, an excuse in the first place. That yeah. was just also you, reinforced to Max. Like, Do you think that was premeditated? Like, Luke left the toolbox there so that he would have a reason to come back? I'm sure. Like, origi- yeah. originally. Like, oh, yeah, because why wouldn't he just, if he thought he was done with the job, why wouldn't he just take it? Yeah. Well, and, and I think, too, that was his tactic for getting away from Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure he would he would have left it there to just have as an excuse handy, mm-hmm. especially because he was going over there to like create problems to fix anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. was that was that in this episode that he was doing that? That yes. he was like, yes. okay, yep, yeah, that was in the first half. It's it's been a week since we watched the first half, so <laughs> I know I've forgotten everything. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Elise? What do you think? What do you think the intention is behind? that toolbox like when i first watched this as a kid i thought oh he was just so in the heat of the moment that he left it there but now as an adult i'm like no 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 no. that is him telling max it's just showing off to max that i power move i wasn't really here for the toolbox by the way yeah and i make coffee the way your woman likes it yeah so. I, th- I think luke walked outside and he started peeing on lorelei's steps <laughs> probably so all the other dogs knew <laughs> yeah i think you know i think luke recognizes too like he lives in stars hollow he sees lorelei every day she does not see max every day and he's like i'm a consistent part of this woman's life and that will never change mm-hmm Oh, I think he knows that he's the the MVP of of Lorelai. Like mm-hmm. the the type of guy that could get Lorelai. I think deep down he knows that that he's the one that could get her out of if it was between her him and Max, yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. I do think it's funny though because like right now Luke is the one kind of with little man syndrome where he's like cuz he's not the one dating Lorelai. Right. So he has to, like, way overcompensate to be like, yeah, well, I, I'm still a big part of her life, too. And Max just kind of gets to sit there and be like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, she might be a little late to coffee tomorrow because, you know, mm-hmm. the date, oh, yeah, the da- the date might go really well. Oh, yuck. Which That, if I was Lorelai, <laughs> would really piss me off. I know. Off. You know what, though? I'm, I'm going to side with Max on that one. Luke was asking for it. Like not to like break everything down to like territory but like yeah. Luke was moving in on this guy's girlfriend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like flexing like well who's with her you know yeah, it's not you I mean it will be yeah, but we don't know it. that now I think that he just got Luke just got so in the moment like I think yeah. it just triggered him 
Yeah, because I, I think he was expecting him to have this, like, real heart-to-heart with Lorelai that they could, like, kind of air out their feelings. And then it got interrupted by the fact that, oh, yeah, she's dating someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, and Luke is not... He has such a problem with some of his emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, we've seen it where he lashed out on Dean. Mm-hmm. Physically. I, I saw... not Not to, like, keep perpetuating the stereotype of me being on reddit like 24 7 <laughs> but i did see someone make a great comment about the men on gilmore girls that they feel um amy sherman paladino does not know how to write male anger without resorting to violence and mm-hmm. i thought that was a very interesting point hmm. how like whenever you see like the gilmore guys at their like peak upsetness it comes out as like physical violence well how do you think dan handled it in this episode yeah because amy didn't write this episode yeah well i mean in this episode there's not really like a violent outburst yeah yeah and i think that maybe says something about that mm-hmm. that like they handled it very passive aggressively but well, yeah it's not like well i want to specifically know i guess i i'd have to look into what those episodes are that when they when luke or whoever does start to the males start to fight like that physically is it amy writing it who's yeah. writing it specifically? i know for yeah th- that's just what the reddit comment said so i don't yeah. know if they were saying that specifically about her episodes or if it was just, just like gilmore girls in just general. just her being like kind of the arc master the sure. first one that comes to mind is rory's dance mm-hmm. and that is one that amy wrote okay because dean and tristan do fight in that episode. Or like Cuz I kill you man. Yeah. Kill you idiot. Yeah. You're wearing a tie for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. You look like an accountant. You could do my taxes. Ah, <laughs> oh, flashbacks. Idiot. Kill you, you idiot. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. And I don't it, know. It's... I don't think Luke is like him fighting Dean was just like ridiculous and stupid i don't think he would fight an adult man unprompted though he does though yeah he fights christopher when they, that was the most awkward when they, when they just like randomly see each other in the gazebo <laughs> area because it's, it's not even because there's when he finds out that lorelei aren't slept they with, both drunk though i don't i don't or remember isn't christopher drunk i don't know it's like christmas decorations it's, out and it's they're literally like... they just like see each other it, it's like they can't even be in the same vicinity as they're one just another walking down the street without wanting just... to beat the hell out of each other and then like and the fight ends, and they both just, like, go their separate ways without saying anything. It's like, there's something very, like, primal, very, like, 1950s kind of good old boy about the men just need to, like, get their aggression out, so they'll just beat the crap out of each other, and then they'll be cool. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the show does have kind of those, like, sort of, like, traditional values sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also just goes with, it's a small town. It's like, that's just how men are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's over the top, never and met, it, maybe it just makes for good TV too. Never met, some of this, yeah. never met a face you couldn't punch. Wow. Um. <laughs> okay, we're gonna circle back now. What do we think about the uh, proposal out of nowhere? I think it's very appropriate. I mean, they've been dating for like two weeks, so <laughs> coming from the guy who was like, "We have to be dating for five years." Before I'll propose. And I came up with a pretty damn good proposal, I would say. 
Yeah, we don't need to get into that, but yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah. I think he needs to s- stop because every time they fight is when he's like he, charged up he tried, about their relationship. He wants to like escalate it right away. If he was crossing these boundaries before repeatedly, this is what happens. What in the middle of an argument gives you the inspiration to propose? I mean, it shut her up. <laughs> it worked. Well, it shut her up. Yeah, um, I think he's freaked out about Luke. Yeah, so it's like, I'm going to propose because then if you yeah. say yes, there's no way you can. That's like another way of him being. That's his toolbox. Mm-hmm. a proposal yeah he wants yeah. to move in so that like he's he's just covering the whole wall and piss now yeah yeah it's disgusting it, it's... and i know you i know max we've said is not a bad guy but a good person does not do this look at how rachel handled this situation right she mm-hmm. recognized it was a battle that would be a forever thing and she was above that and she said Nope, I'm not going to subscribe to this situation. I'm walking away. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't like, let's get married, Luke. Well, and the thing is, I don't even think like Max's right move here was necessarily to do the same thing and walk away. Like, you can't just give up on someone the minute you're insecure about like, what if they like someone else? But yeah, he should have just had the security to be like, well, she's with me. She's not with Luke. We need to go at like her pace, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I ugh. I think it's really gross. Yeah, and it's so... I would be offended. I'd be like, this yeah. is how you think of me? Like, you think this is how I want to be proposed to? Really? Okay. Well... Okay, thanks. And Bye. I, and no. I think you guys talked about this, too, maybe when he talked about, like, his first... Because he was engaged before. Yeah, and, and she it, literally left the country to get away from him. And it him. didn't work out. But... Yeah, it's, it's like, I wonder how quickly he moved then, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't move quickly enough, and that's why yeah, he moved maybe. so fast with Lorelai. Yeah. Because he's worried about losing another one that he really likes. I don't know, but... Yeah, because we don't learn too much about his previous relationship. No. But, yeah. But we do learn that his parents are so excited that they're getting married that they contribute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, I forget what, what, how much do they contribute? I don't remember, but I mean, that's I mean, not until I mean, season our, two. I mean, our parents contributed to our. That's very different. Yeah. I guess for me, I would be offended, like Elise said, and also, why are you feeling this importance now? Mm-hmm. And it's totally because of Luke. Yeah. I'd be like, grow up, man. I'm not doing that. I feel like, too, just to, like, pull the curtain back a little, I, I feel like it may also just be that for writing this episode, they probably just wanted to, like, end on a bombshell. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, of which, course. Which, I mean, that I mean that's, the th- like, obviously we're going to analyze this as if, like, these are what the real people did, but they're also just... They are characters on a TV show. I think it was executed well, though, because it's yeah. not like Max was just being normal this whole relationship. Yeah. Exactly. This, this is, this is very escalated. Like, this is very, this. like, in step with previous behavior. Yeah. I, I think it's a very dramatic step, 
but mm-hmm. but it, for it, him, it's it's on par with the rest of yeah it, his behavior. It's not like one of those things where it's just like oh well they did that to write that for a bombshell. You know yeah. it it fit because of yeah. his previous actions. Yeah, totally. But definitely they did that to have a bomb. For yeah, sure. I just I for Lorelai she falls into it though. Yeah. And that's what I think is the most frustrating thing to me. Not that it's frustrating that he does it, but it's more frustrating that she falls for it. Yeah. Mm. Well, she's not falling for it this second. Not this second, but she can easily look the other way when he love bombs her later. So basically she just tells him how she, you know, her dream way of being proposed to and he just copies it. That's really all that he does. Little it's not, effort. It's not really like something that he thought of. But yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, is that like Max's actions are not like justified, I think, but it is a toxic relationship where I think there is toxicity coming from both partners. Yeah, I agree. I think that they both have stuff they need to work out. I, mean, I, I, I side more with Max because not, I mean, with Lorelai, because I think that Lorelai is just dating, trying just to date him. Yeah. There's, pre- I don't there's, really think she's being clingy or yeah, weird pressure. with him. I think that it's most of the toxic behavior in this situation has come from Max. Yeah. It's perpetuated. By she Max. just wants to what she should be doing. Just dating someone and seeing where it goes, taking your time, having fun. Like, that's what dating should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think Max has crossed the line. Also, I want to point out how toxic it is that he is like, oh, yeah, it was the soul train kind of dating. And the minute Lorelai talks about sleeping with Christopher, he doesn't want to hear it. Yep. Hey, look, I don't want to talk about Christopher. I mean, that's that's just a good rule of thumb. I no, feel. I know, but it's like no, he's, I, oh, no, so I know. he's allowed to to go into that, but she's not. Mm-hmm. Well, to be fair, she asked. She asked him, and he didn't ask. He brought it up, though. Yeah, she was putting her he, little ballet he, he, jacket on. He brought and... it up in the sense of like you know we dated other people. And that's fine. And he then, was like, no, he's like, I assume that you haven't, you, I didn't assume that you were living in a, a convent, a, a convent. And yeah. then she was like, oh, I, this pissed me off. She's like, well, I didn't, you know, assume you were in a male convict in, in the or convent. And oh then, yeah. And he mansplains. And then he like corrects her well, term. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the term again? Mansplaining. No, 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 the, no. The, the, male, the monastery? The monastery, yeah. yeah. And she, oh, he corrects her. She I, just, I, I think just not necessarily to side with Max. Just that, like, I think they were each one-upping that argument. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it is interesting that he, like, as soon as she brought up her sexual conquest, was like, all right, let's change the subject. Let's get married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he brought up him sleeping around with other women or whatever and it's like okay we're ending on a pissing match for Lorelai and we're gonna see now more of Rory and Tristan and see where that pissing match goes it'll be piss-tastic ew back at Chilton 
Rory is like leaving for the day and Tristan comes up to her and he's like, so am I picking you up? Are we meeting there? Like what's happening? And she's like, I'm not going with you. Rory explains to Tristan that things were just starting to get better with Paris. And now that he told her that they're going on a date, things are back to square one. And he's like, well, who cares about Paris? Let's Let's go on this date. Yeah, to to what we were talking about earlier. He's like, well, damage is already done, so might as well. Mm -hmm. And Tristan gives an amazing line read where he's like, I'm getting really irritated right now. (laughs) 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 These tickets cost me a fortune. And she's like, these tickets cost your daddy a fortune. So then Tristan does the really mature thing and, and takes her books and says, you can have these back when you agree to go with me. And Rory says keep the books, I'm done with this, and walks away. He makes the comment that he's never, he doesn't know anybody that wants to see this guy anyway. And Rory's like, PJ Harvey's a woman. So she walks away from him. He still has her books. And as she is walking out, she sees Dean next to his truck. Dean sees Rory, and then he sees Tristan with Rory's books. He says, oh, I must be an idiot or something. And Rory says, Dean, what are you doing here? And he goes, my sister saw you. I know you're the Girl Scout, whatever. She recognized you from the Rory box. Yeah, she recognized you from the pictures in my box. And she goes, oh, you have a Rory box? And he's like, just go back with your boyfriend. And he's like, that's not my boyfriend, Dean. And he's like, well, I must be stupid because I thought, you know, your speech at the town meeting was about me and all this stuff and he turns to go into his truck and she says stop and he goes why and she goes because i love you you idiot and then they eat each other's faces (laughs) and tristan is just left there holding the books i think he doesn't he throw the books down and like walks away he doesn't like violent he sets them down yeah Yeah. it's he sets them down yeah but he's gonna throw them (laughs) <laughs> which as so dramatic. Which as annoying as Dean is, I do love seeing like Tristan be like, <laughs> like Yeah. Go home and cry. I also, if I was Tristan, I'd be like, This is like too much. <laughs> Them like screaming, like, I love you and then making out in front of the school. Like, why is no one watching this? I would I would have been. Yeah, I could see yeah, Elise and I like standing I, off to the side yeah, being like, what Yeah, I, is I feel happening? like there needs to be like a whole circle. Yeah. Like like whenever there's like a fight at school and they're shouting, Fight, fight, like Yeah. But that's how me and Amy would have became friends. We yeah. Like, did you see what happened with Rory again? I yeah. know. And then I'm like, Oh, he's so ugly. But also like <laughs> you know, I I tend to like stick up for Dean more so just because I think I need to. Because you guys bully him so much. We are bullies. But also, like, this scene is like, dude, chill the frick out. Like, it's, like, so much. Like, I, if I was Tristan, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to date this girl. Like, She's like he, see, he sees her walking with Tristan. And he's like, why did I even come here? It's like, dude, relax. I know. He, like, freaks out because she's walking with another guy. He has his her books i guess right he's just but so dramatic mm. well i mean they started dating because he carried her stuff oh do good call good point so good i'm sure he's like making that connection of like oh now she's got yeah. somebody else to carry her books and that's all i 
brought to this relationship. Yeah. Was carrying I mean, books. Basically. I mean, the books are basically the toolbox, if you think about it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, a stretch, but we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not make that comment with any, like real argument backing it sure, up. Sure, I, I understand. I was just being Yeah, so stupid. now we can, it's safe to say that Dean and Rory are back together. Yeah. I think that... And it'll always stay that way. I think this is where I'm starting to see a little bit of... Um, a little bit of a different side to Rory mm-hmm. and the fact that she finds out that he has a Rory box is yeah. setting this emotion that she... Do you think she would have still said she loved him if she had not found out that he had a Rory box? Um, I, I think she might have still said it if he was yeah. going to storm off. Yeah, I, I think she would have because I think like, I think Dean was right. The speech at the town meeting was about him and like, oh yeah, it absolutely she wanted was. to get back with him. Yeah. But I think it's shitty that it took her having to break down and say I love you for him to come back to her. Well, and even just like to hear her out because before that he was giving her so much attitude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, it was just really unbecoming behavior. Yeah. Um, unbecoming as a character, as a person, your personal character. Well, you guys just must be happy as clams with how this season is ending. I mean, Rory's with Dean. <laughs> Lorelai's with Max. They're engaged. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. I think that box, though, that box set something in motion with yeah. Rory. I really it's, do. It's like, I think that was, like, the reassurance she needed that she's special. Forward. It's like yeah. she, she needed to know that he was still, like, pining for her. And, I, and it yeah. wasn't one-sided. And I think this is something that she takes with her through out her other relationships yeah so yeah that she it's it's like she loves being the one that got away for all these men yeah i think she special. loves that men put her on a pedestal mm-hmm. and kind her of, mom is the same way kind yep. of kind of like how all of stars hollow puts her on a pedestal yeah yep yep she exactly was, she was like the princess of the town and then like don't don't get us wrong. We love Rory. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a podcast that shits on Rory because there are a lot that do. Mm-hmm. But no, I love my girl. Girl, I love her. I love her. I'm sorry. I do. I do think this is the start of her transformation. Of her like mm-hmm. narcissism. Yeah, I think yeah. that something it something she knows she ha- that's her power with men. Well. And I think, too, it's it's like, and you guys probably touched on this in the earlier podcast episodes, but, like, I don't think she ever thought of herself as, like, hot shit, at least for, like, as far as men were concerned. Right. But then, like, Dean, like, fell hard for her. And I think that gave her this, like, air of, wow, I can have these men, like, going home and, like, pining after me and yep. thinking, and... like, I was the best thing that ever happened to them and... Yeah. She's it's like she's watched her mother have this power her whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lorelai does it with her sense of humor, you know, that's how she kind of hooks the men. And Rory's figuring out the way she hooks the men. And with, with her, her own I, way. With her hers, I think it's her intelligence, like her book yeah. smarts mm-hmm. and um but she also has like an like an air of innocence about her that that's she, exactly yeah, what I was that she say. really plays up. 
It's the innocence that hooks them in. And she's not that innocent. Because. In the, well, later on. Innocent. I mean, yeah. If you look later on, the innocence that she plays up with Jess. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't buy it. Yeah. yeah but he plays into yeah, it. Yeah, he's right through her. Mm-hmm. And the innocence that she has with Logan, <clears throat> he eats that shit up. Mm-hmm. So it's like she knows. She knows, but she doesn't know. If that makes sense. Yeah, because Logan yeah. is, like, such a cynical person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, she's got this, she knows she's an ingenue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, and she's read tons of, tons of books about ingenues. She, she's, so. the, she's the type of ingenue who would describe herself as an ingenue, which... Is I don't, I feel like she would not describe no, herself know. as an ingenue. No, I know, I'm just making a... Oh, Okay. I'm just making a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like she is that, I, but she would I, want to describe I honestly herself that find, way. I honestly find self-described ingenues as like, that's a red flag for your personality. But Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I don't think she would use those exact words, but. Yeah. I think we are, this is set Rory up now for season two. Mm-hmm. Now we've tied a bow on Rory and Dean and more so Rory that she was willing to have the confidence to really put herself out there where she hadn't put herself out there before. This is new territory for her. So now that's kind of set up that in motion. But do you think that she meant it? Do you think she meant, I love you? I have a really hard time with teenagers (laughs) saying I love you to each other. I have a very hard time with that because I was a teenager that said that. And in retrospect, I know I didn't love half of the people I said I love you to. Yeah, but you you thought you meant it. Yeah, I thought I meant it. And I think Rory does too. You think she means it? Yeah, I think she thinks she means it. Mm -hmm. But like Lorelai said, she doesn't have experience with telling people she loves them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the only person that's probably ever truly loved Lorelai and been loved back is Rory. Mm-hmm. So we don't see a romantic love between people in this show mm-hmm. until much later. And I I would argue that I don't think Rory ever finds that. She finds it with Paul and she's just too stupid to realize it. Yeah. And I, I think Lorelai is so uncomfortable with it still that even when she has it, she thinks she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and she gave Rory awful advice because I really feel like Rory said I love you because of that speech she gave her at the end of. Mm-hmm. By the way, not, not to like circle back a little just because we're talking about Lorelai with the whole thing of Max like ending an argument by saying like, let's get married. Doesn't Lorelai end up kind of doing that to Luke too? Mm-hmm. that like i i don't think it's like in the middle of a argument but like it's... i i think they were going through something and then she just shows up and is like let's get married and yeah no it was because it's... he was being supportive of her yeah they weren't oh arguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right it's okay. a little different yeah. i had i had that mixed up it, yeah, yeah but it does show it, a lot it, it what was, she was expects when, of was... an engagement but what how she actually did it it was when rory drops out yeah mm-hmm. that she yeah and luke had her back yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah, I think Rory 
means it now because it's what she thinks she's feeling. But I think what she's really feeling is you desire me and I like that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to her, that's love. Mm -hmm. To a teenager, that's enough. And I miss you and I want you back and it must be love or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. If I'm thinking about Version of love is for you as a teenager. Yeah. Because it, it does, it, I mean, you can love something differently as you get older. Yeah. Right. You love things in different ways. Or, yeah. And, uh, she, yeah. and she, gets bored with, she gets bored with Dean. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Well, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm like, give me a dictionary. I'd rather read that than watch so, As it. soon as Jess comes on, she's like. I'd rather watch paint dry. I'd rather just paint. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> wow. But yeah, as soon as Jess comes into the picture, she's like, what is this feeling so sudden and new? Well, and it's just even funny, like, skipping way ahead, but like, the breakup of Dean and Rory at the dance, where it's just like, Jess is just sitting there, breathing. It's like... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's like, Dean has every right in that moment to be like, girl, what you doing? Yeah. This is this is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think... And we talked about this in the last episode, but Jess is introduced to spice things up. Mm -hmm. Maybe intentionally more for Lorelai and Luke, but I also think big time for Dean and Rory. Because where was that going to go? I mean, honestly. You don't hire this really cute actor with personality and yeah. Yeah. And not add that in. It's like if they had stayed together, it would have been very like just humdrum. Yeah. Kind of, it would have been boring. Yeah. Yeah. She might as well go out with Taylor at that point. Ew. <laughs> what? Bryn? I don't know. <laughs> we are back at the Independence Inn. Lorelai comes up and Michelle is arguing with Kirk, who is doing a floral delivery. So a new job for Kirk, finally. <laughs> and they're arguing because Michelle says they did not order this floral delivery and Kirk says I was told I needed to deliver this and you need to sign for it Lorelai and Lorelai is like what and she walks in and Michelle goes ugh and daisies of course it had to be daisies they're one step above weeds and he goes there must be and then Lorelai goes a thousand of them and Kirk says that there's exactly a thousand of them. There had to be 1,000 yellow daisies. And she goes and sits down. And there is a look on Michelle's face after she says a thousand of them where he can pick up that this is a, a thing that's happening. And she goes and sits down in the middle of these thousands of daisies and calls Max because God forbid he be present for the proposal and she calls and he's like don't don't say anything he basically apologizes for proposing to her during an argument and he's like we're in a really bad pattern and basically alludes that their bad pattern will be fixed if they're married if you take a big step it always fixes everything yeah he's so intellectual and he's and, read stories about it. Yeah, he it. says he's read stories about this. And he's like, I love you, Lorelai, and I know this to be true and blah, blah, blah. And he says, you don't need to say anything right now. And I'll 
I'll see you later and hangs up the phone and she really doesn't get to say anything. The only thing she says is, God, you talk so good. Yeah, that's it. And then he hangs up, she hangs up the phone and we're left looking at Lorelai in this field of yellow daisies. And it's like, is this you proposing or is this you apologizing? Because if you're apologizing, that's one thing. But if this is you taking all of the information you got last night on how you should propose and now you're doing it and you're not there in person, you suck. Mm -hmm. I think that and I, I think he should be there. I think he's a dumbass for not being there. I think with him not being there, it's like, hey, this is a proposal, but now I'm going to kind of respect your boundaries. So if you don't want to say yes, I won't. You don't, have to feel, you don't have to feel pressured with me being there. I'm just doing it on the phone. But it's just like if you're going to go that far, you've made it clear that you have not had boundaries with her before. So why are you establishing why, boundaries now? During a proposal. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I just want to bust some chops here. <laughs> okay, okay, And Max. point out that Amy, the other day we were talking about this, and she was like, I get teary-eyed just thinking about this moment, so <laughs> don't act like this is not... Romantic. At least a little effective. No, it's romantic, but, but it's like... It, visually, you, it's beautiful. Visually, it's... It's breathtaking. You do make a very good point that, like, if this was just an apology and just saying, like, this is a gesture that I'm doing to apologize and, like, now we can just resume the relationship at, like, a more normal pace, that'd be great. And that would be 1,000% like, yes, Team Max. Yeah, if he would have been, like, here is the daisies and just been, like, um... I just want to let you know that I see you as somebody I would potentially like to maybe marry in the future. Like, or yeah, like, like this is my apology. Like to I you, didn't, but like a way of saying I didn't mean that proposal last night, but I might someday. I yeah, think, something think, like that. that. That would have taken a lot of emotional maturity that I don't think either of them have. Mm-hmm. No, well, especially him. Yeah. I, I really don't think Lorelai's been that in the wrong with anything. I think she was, I really don't. Every step that they've taken in this relationship has been because Max has pressured her to take it. It's just like, give her time. Like she doesn't, just because someone is your boyfriend or your girlfriend does not mean that you belong to them. The one thing I will stand up for him on and think Lorelai was in the wrong was when she broke it off the first time. I think the way she handled that sucked. Because he cost, he was crossing boundaries. Well, she freak got freaked but like, out. But like she ghosted him. And and she had like Rory do her dirty work. No, she didn't. She like the only reason Okay. I just <laughs> No, because I don't I don't know what she I'm was saying. gonna break up with him at Chilton and give him his book back, and they ended up like making out. And I wanna point out, she didn't even say we're breaking up. She said, Take your book back. She was she, she, she was trying to ghost him, but she, I mean I don't think yeah. it quite got there yet. But yeah. it, uh, it was I, getting there. I think the way she handled that was really shitty. It's for, because yeah. personally, it was shitty. But he crossed a major boundary with her. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that he's caught. He's been crossing too many boundaries. But you can also say that and not be like, "I'm giving you your book back. Don't call." You know. 
Well, yeah. I'm but... ju- I'm just I'm just saying when you say like Lorelai didn't do anything wrong in the relationship. No one said she did nothing wrong. I'm just saying Elise that did. I I really don't think she did that much. I think that they've been dating for a couple of months, and if he's he went to like going to talk high level talk of... to his her daughter. Sure, but know, al- but also uh, and and act- this and this speaks to maybe why the relationship in the first place wasn't a good idea. But he did also know Rory first, so it is kind of like, I don't know. Well, he should not be talking about their relationship at school. Sure, and I no, but I don't that's but a I big no. But I but I don't think he was. He I, was did. asking about Lorelai. I think all he I think all he said, and I granted there was an ulterior motive, but all he said was, "I haven't heard back from your mom yet as to whether she'll be at parents' night." Yeah, but he and also like pulls her aside her and talks about. Situation. He also pulls her aside and talks about her relationship with Dean. Sure. And then says, oh, well, your mom and I are talking and she told me about it. That's yeah. not appropriate. But also, he didn't know that she didn't. They didn't because... know that we know that they know that we because know. Because Lorelai didn't tell Rory didn't... because Lorelai is a bad communicator and she knew Rory would disapprove. So she kept it a secret. And then when Rory called her out on which it. Let's just, just get to the point. She you don't like Lorelai. You that's know, really you what it is. You don't like Lorelai, Bryn. Me and Max will... That's why. Me and Max will chart a plane together to California <laughs> and we'll live out our days. That's you guys the real just... tea. He doesn't like Lorelai. Yeah. He I... got down to it. Here's... Okay, Bryn. Here's the thing. I do like Lorelai and I feel like I have to say that. <laughs> I, I think she's funny. you know that like our 200 listeners are going to be like, you mother... <laughs> you, just kidding. You stupid man. No, yeah. but um, I I like Lorelai a lot. It's just I think she has a lot of growing to do, and oh sure, I think like I think this whole relationship is bad, and I think it has a lot to do with him. It has mm-hmm. a lot with with him wanting to rush things and like put pressure on her and just move move in on her life. I think that, but yeah, I don't. I think she is also not mature enough to put up those boundaries in the first place. Or at least when he crosses a boundary, articulate why it was a boundary crossed. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, sure. And I, so, but I mean, it, it doesn't always have to be on. Sure. The other person to no, be like, I know, yeah. make sure you are. I don't know, but I mean, and I it, think that if it would have played out, I would have saw. I would have been like, yeah, what's you know, Lorelai has toxic traits. One hundred percent. And also, I but think, they don't think they're together that long. And and, and this see it. this might be a bit later too. And so I and I might just be like misremembering what happened. But I do think there is a moment later where they meet up again after they like the engagement had broken off. Yeah, they do. And he's like, "We we need to stay apart. Like mm-hmm. we get together. She needs to leave him we get together and like we start making out and doing things that we shouldn't do. And she will not. Yep. So at that point, it's like her not respecting his boundary because mm-hmm. he's trying to do. I well, agree with that. At length, that Lorelai sucks with boundaries. Yeah, but I think that at this point, Max knows that and takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think too, part of me feels like this one thousand daisies thing is like a manipulation tactic. Sure. Like if I send her these, there's no way she can't forgive me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I I I want to believe that it is like a romantic and sweet gesture, but at the same time with all of 
with his track record thus far, it doesn't bode well for me. Yeah. I don't know. He's just getting what he wants. And when I watched this as a kid, I was like, oh my God, that's so romantic. And it is like very visually stunning. It reminds me of Big Fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking that. Yeah. And I think it's sweet. And you've given me yellow daisies before, like on the anniversary of like the Gilmore Girls show or whatever. You've given me yellow daisies. But I just... First of all, I feel like Michelle. I don't care for daisies. I think they're fine, but whatever. And second... I like daisies. All I want... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, daisies are fine. I just... But I hate love and troubadours. Yeah, just I kidding. just don't. I don't like the title feel like the this is. No. Uh, I don't feel like this is authentic, and I have a hard time believing it. All I want to say is that, regardless of whatever Max does, that's wrong or right. Oh, God. He's better than Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that we can agree on. Okay, yeah. good, good. We've <clears throat> we've established like a base. Yeah, I think let's continue on. Because we'll sum up some things at the end. Yeah. But I want to make sure we get through this. Because now that we are recording, we're almost at the two-hour mark. Yeah. And so it's... we need to get talking because there is a blizzard yes. outside. Again. Again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Smells like snow. We are back with Lorelai. And she is running into Luke's diner. She scares Luke into spilling coffee looking for Rory. She's like, I need to find Rory. I don't know where she is. I have something I need to tell her. And he's like, so did you get a promotion at work? She's like, no, it's not a promotion at work, but it's something I need to tell Rory first. And he says, well, is this good news, bad news? She says, it's good news, but it's kind of like that, like, I can't believe this is happening to me news. And he goes, well, you're happy about it? And she's like, I could be. And he's like, okay. And she gives him a yellow daisy and she says, everyone in the town gets one. And he's the first person to get one. (laughs) She gets a page. It's from Rory. And they see each other on opposite sides of the street. And they run to each other. And they're like freaking out and hugging. And and that's where it ends. Like, you go first. No, you go first. They both want to tell their exciting news. So that is the Gilmore Girls season one. And... That's really cute how it ended. I like how it ended. I think it's nice that it ends with just the two of them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's nice that it ended with just them being excited and happy. And acting like teenagers. Yeah. Like together. They're like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's very reinforcing what this whole show is about. And very like telling that Luke asks her if she's happy and she can't say yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot in that little tiny Which, scene. Like, yeah. why are you meeting at Luke's to tell your daughter also, you're engaged? I just think it's an interesting parallel that earlier she was mad at Max for showing up right at seven. And now she's mad at Rory for not showing up right at seven. Yeah. Yeah, but, that is true. Um, also, <laughs> I did think of when I said, when I said Rory... Lorelai used Rory to do her dirty work. I did think of it. She tried to have Rory give the book back at first. Yeah, she that, did. So that she could avoid that conversation altogether. Right. So I had a point. I understand. There's a lot to be said for the fact that 
Lorelai goes to Luke's, that doesn't really seem like the best avenue or place to be to share that news. Yeah, I guess the thing for me is like, if you want to meet up with Rory first and tell her, meet at your house. Yeah. Um, if I'm also wondering, has she even seen Max today? I'm going to guess no. Which is really weird to me because I think if I had... If I had been in her shoes and gotten those daisies and took it as a marriage proposal, I would have dropped everything and, like, gone to his house and, like, And that's weird because I feel like that's something we should see as an audience, and we don't. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes me think it didn't happen, and she hasn't talked to him or given him an answer yet. Yeah. I don't think she has. So, yeah. No, that is an interesting point. I do think, too... She, I don't even know if she would have told Rory at Luke's because she doesn't even tell Luke. Yeah. Until later. Well, maybe she just wants Rory to be the first person to know. Well, yeah, I understand that, but. But. Yeah, why she, at Luke's? So he can find out through Rory? Yeah. Cause she, I don't know. Because she doesn't care about Luke's feelings. I'm sure she was just going to tell her, you know, once they, if whether it be at Luke's or not. Mm-hmm. As soon as she saw her, she was going to tell her. But, yeah. Um, Something just feels I think she, weird about that. Yeah, I don't... It's odd. I don't know if she's going there to think, oh, I got to let Luke know. Mm-hmm. But I think subconsciously her body physically wants to be near Luke. She needs the coffee. Like somehow it and, must just be in her to want to be near him. And he has the coffee. Yeah. I think you're right. I think... It's something where that's like her safe place, like her happy place is there. And he's always there when she's there. Mm -hmm. And I think she associates being at the diner as like this safe place and this place where she can like be herself. But really, it's not the place that brings her there. It's the person. Right. And he is her safe person and Mm -hmm. her, you know safe place safe person cozy person whatever she is happiest when she's there but Mm -hmm. she associates it with the place not the person yet yeah and i think that's that's why she's there and the place is literally called the person it's named after luke right so it's like there there really should not be any separation there luke (laughs) is luke's Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i just think that it 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 doesn't tie that up with a bow. No. Because that's like the one open-ended thing left here. Mm-hmm. Is if she's this excited, we can easily as the audience assume that she's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But nothing transpires between her and Luke in this moment. So that is the only thing that's left yeah. hanging. Except for that we see that Luke is trying to... he She doesn't tell him, but you can tell that he knows... Something is up. He knows that she knows that. Yeah, they know that we know that they know that we know. But yeah. they don't know that we know. Right. That, yeah. that they know. Yeah. No, but... Imagine if this show hadn't gotten a second season and this was just the end. Because I feel like this is early enough in its run that like that could have been a real, a very real thing for them to think about. Oh, sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because this... They got 21 episodes for this season. Yeah. And then all of the other seasons after this have 22. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it was like, we'll give you to this point. Yeah. See what you can do. 
and then see what the viewership is like. Yeah, although like I'm sure that they already kind of knew it was going to be picked up. By yeah, because because I so I do episodes. I do think too with these like WB shows they kind of like they do a little of like writing as they go. Yeah, because because like you know we watched uh, we kept up with Riverdale quite a bit, and that's on the CW. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the same thing where like they were never too far ahead of yeah what they were airing. They really weren't with that so, show. So Which... it, could, it could have been by this when they had finished like putting the bow on. Yeah. This season finale, they probably already knew. Mm-hmm. Well, if... yeah, because Amy and that's the whole reason they had issues with season seven. Yeah. Is because Amy said we, Dan and I could not pump out episodes fast enough, just the two of us. Right. And we wanted to hire more writers and they wouldn't give us the money for more writers. Yeah. And we wanted more money for the amount of work that we were doing to write this show. And so we walked away. Yeah. And clearly, we see the repercussions of that because season seven sucks. Mm-hmm. So it's we we see that, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. So wrapping up season one, Dean and Rory are back together. Lorelai and Max are engaged, or and Luke kind of, kind of, and Luke is left. Maybe feeling like he has missed his opportunity. Luke is left cleaning up a damp Kirk. (sighs) Yeah. I I feel so bad for him, Luke. I just can't. I think it's so funny when Kirk is like, I'm damp. It makes me think of in the producers when Gene Wilder is like, I'm wet. I'm wet and I'm hysterical. (laughs) My God. (laughs) I'm in pain and I'm wet. That is season one. We did it, Elise. Yes. We did it. I'm so proud of us. And I showed up at the very end. And... <laughs> so we have uh, something like fun for our town meeting. So let's get into that because I think it'll be a good way to kind of wrap up the season and uh, enjoy. We call this town meeting to order. All right. Our final town meeting for season one. For this episode, we had 28 pop culture references. Elise and I were just talking that that'll probably be a two-parter. And um, I have been loving Elise's extended cuts of some of the references. Like the Meryl Streep one you just did was brilliant. (laughs) Showing all of her different accents. And I had no idea that Meryl could do all of those accents and be like a totally different actress in mm-hmm. every movie. I haven't even got the part two up yet. Yeah. She has more accents. She's <sighs> got an Australian one that is to to die for. Yeah, and the beautiful thing about Meryl is that she has no tell. There is no thing that you can point to in any of her characters that's like, that's Meryl. Right. Perfect. She's she, a queen. She She's could, an icon. She could play Batman and it'd be the right choice. <laughs> okay, modern family quote. So, uh, Bryn, for this episode... You, you had a... Uh, Kirk Kirk had a job. Oh, yes, thank you. Kirk had a job, so I think that rounds us up to four or five jobs for season one. Which, I think it's kind of funny that, like, he gets his... Only two appearances in the episode are both right at the very end. Is that he's the floral delivery. And then also, in the very next scene, he's also in it as just, like... Kirk. A, a comic, like, ha, Kirk's in pain, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the butt monkey. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think he was in the episode prior to that at all. So, 
the last like five minutes is just very Kirk concentrated. The episode before? No, he is in that one. No, yeah. the, the the one that we're watching now, like this episode. Oh, the first half, you mean? Yeah. No, but like, he is in the episode prior to this yeah. one. Yeah, that's that's just what I mean. Is that in this entire episode, we only see him those two times. Yeah, and they're no, and he's they're... at the town meeting. Oh, and he has the town handbook because he's like, let me peruse the handbook. I have it right here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking he might have been at the meeting too, but I just didn't remember. Okay. So, Kirk has a job. I think that rounds us to four or five jobs for season one. And he has plenty more where that came from. And as far as season one goes, it's... The beginning and the end are the strongest bookends for me. The Mm -hmm. middle has its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. But I think it really gets into its stride again towards the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And we start to see more happening. I think when Rory and Dean break up, that's when, like, the excitement comes back to what we needed it to be. Mm-hmm. And it it does great. I'm, I love it. As season one, this is a great, solid season to start a series on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The foundation's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything that we see going forward is really built off of this yeah. season mm-hmm. yeah i yep. always i really appreciate when like a show lands its formula very well in its first episode mm-hmm. and i think even yeah like for the season as a whole because it's like i kind of feel like i've said i think on the last episode i'm a diehard simpsons fan and that's something i really like about its like its first real episode is that they like nailed the formula mm-hmm. right from the get-go yeah, yeah. Yep, I would absolutely agree with that. So now we are going to transition into Bryn found some very hot takes on the Gilmore Girls subreddit and wanted to present them to Elise and I to get our immediate reaction. So we are going to have Bryn take it away with that. And that's how we will close out season one. I am not entirely sure if we will start right in with season two or if we'll do. I know we had a few ideas for like a fun episode to like break it up before we start into season two. But also, I love season two. So we might just dive right in. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But yeah, but plan on we're not going to take like a gap week. We will have something for you next week as well. Okay, Bryn. Okay, yeah, so this first one, uh, this this one is the only one I, like, shortened because it was, like, a Nicholas Nickleby novel. Nice a reference. Ri- yeah, they, they make it a lot on the show, mm-hmm. randomly. But, um, so I, I just compress it to kind of, like, the bullet points. Uh, the topic title is, Why Do People Like Luke? Number one, he has anger issues. Number two... He literally does the bare minimum and gets praised for it. And by the way, all of these are word for word. It's just that it, after each point, they have like a little write-up explanation. Sure. So admittedly, I'm not presenting like the entirety of their argument, but okay. spicy enough. Number three, he's boring. Number four, he is trash at communicating. Number five, Luke and Lorelai have literally nothing in common. Number six, <laughs> yeah, right. he is not romantic in the slightest. Number seven, Luke, as well as his relationship with Lorelai, is toxic. <laughs> Jesus. Is that it? Yeah, that's a, that's that post. 
Do you want to start? Yes, he has some anger issues. I think this kind of speaks to what I was saying earlier with Dean. The fact that we see more of him means we see, like, more of his, like... Flaws. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the same with Luke. He's a main character of the show for seven seasons. Like, we will see the worst of Luke. I don't think he does his bare minimum. Yeah. He makes the woman a, a, like wooden sculpture for and her I, wedding i wish i i wish i'd kept more of what that person said because they brought that up and they were like "Ooh, he made three things for her um <laughs> i don't think i've had one boyfriend that was able to even change my brake pads he's up there like he rebuilding her house yeah he like remodels her house it did like thirty thousand dollars of free labor for the dragonfly i think <laughs> he gives her a freaking massive loan yeah. He's like hauling in Rory's couch to claw to, to that college. Mattress. Yeah, it's her like back and the, forth the with the freaking mattress. Yeah. Um Yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, so sure. what I I wanna know what that person is so, expecting. So what I did in terms of finding these was in Reddit you can organize or subreddit's post by like the most controversial. And I did this for all time. So this is like through all of that Reddit's okay. history. And I think what it boils down to is like these are the posts that had like the most people vote, uh, like upvote it and downvote it, so it like evens out. Okay. And I think I think this one was at like a net zero, but had like uh, hundreds of comments. So like a ton of people, like an almost equal number, like voted for and against it. So I wonder, like, like are we watching the same show? Nothing in common. Do how do we feel about that comment? I don't think they have like a ton in common. But I don't think you have to have a million things in common to be in a relationship no, with I, someone. No, I think they're personality vibes. And I think the thing, too, is that, like, they're both the kind of people where, like, if they know their partner is really into something, you know, they're open-minded. They'll give it a chance. Yeah. But also, like, if they know that there is something that, like, you know, Luke likes going fishing. And yeah. I, I think they have the emotional maturity to be like, that's Luke's thing. Mm-hmm. Lorelai doesn't need to come. Like... Yeah, I, I don't you know. think people also don't need to date themselves. Yeah, exactly. I, exactly. I mean, I think I used to look for that when I was younger. I'm like, I yeah. want them to like the same things as me. But now I'm like, well, it's nice if you can put up with my th- things that I like and I can put up with yours. Yeah. But it, I don't need you to be me. Yeah. I'd right. like you to have your own identity. Yeah, and, and honestly, that's something I really liked about my relationship with Amy even is like there are so many like, you know, pop culture things or, you know, hobbies or whatever that I would not have any interest in if we hadn't started dating. Sure. Like yeah, I, vice versa. Like, uh, RuPaul is, like, something that she introduced me to. Gilmore <laughs> Girls <laughs> is something that she introduced me to. Uh, yeah. Like, I've, like, she's watched anime with me that she wouldn't I'm have watched. Uh, oh, you know, not all of it's bad. I will say, yeah, no. Like, like we're watching One Piece, which is, like, a There's million. like, 500 million a episodes. A million episodes, but, yeah. Yeah. But. No, I think that's, yeah, that person sucks yeah. yeah let's hear the next reddit yeah okay unpopular opinion i hate jess most annoying character in the series, and they said siri not series <laughs> zero charisma and charm and they spelled charm with an e at the end which is kind of weird Aww. but that that's yeah some of these are quite brief um yeah, but yeah that's all they said yeah he has so much charm are you kidding me the way I... he looks at her is charming i I do think Jess is a little douchebag. Oh, I do not disagree with that. 
but but I, but I think he grows into a more rounded person. Yeah, I, is this person talking about like season two Jess? Because season two I, Jess and like season five Jess are very different. I love the scene when he goes out to dinner with Rory and Logan. Yeah, that's what and, I'm. Thinking and Logan of. is mm-hmm. just being there, being like a little insecure brat, and Jess is just like it all rolls off his back. Yeah, like a uh, when he. Logan is like grilling him about how long his book is, and Jess is like, "You seem very preoccupied with length." Yeah, yeah. I think to say that he's not charming is false, because I think he is charming, but it's not like an outward charming. It's yeah. like a in retrospect, he is charming. Yeah, it's just in subtle ways. It's yeah. like a vintage charming. It's yes. like a throwback to like, like a James, James Dean. Dean. Oh yeah, yes. Yes, uh, it's totally, and it like makes a Lana Del Rey type. But it yeah. makes me think of Christopher from The Sopranos. Oh. They are very no, totally. like their level of charming is very similar. Yeah, in that they are not trying to be charming, or they're trying to be charming, and it doesn't come off as charming, but it is charming. I don't know. I can't explain it well, but it's a similar vibe. I can see how someone would find him because I uh, annoying that that second season. Yeah, I I honestly can and say it, it is annoying how like he has such a bad attitude, and for me, I don't really like that. Well, yeah. I, I think right too, I think too he treats that. Rory like crap, so it's just yeah, mm-hmm. not like yeah, you know, for for the one who I think like Rory should end up with. Their time in their relationship sucks. Yeah. But I think if they, like, reconnected as adults, I think... Oh, they need to. Yeah. Because they have unfinished business. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. All right, go on. I'm ready for the down votes, which is always a great thing to say. Like, I'm really putting myself out here. I'm ready for down votes, and this is not a troll post. I genuinely believe Lorelai and Christopher are the most compatible for each other. Ew. Lorelai admitted she wasn't in love with Max, and her romance with Luke felt forced to a degree. With Christopher, the chemistry was easy and naturally flowed. This could be due to acting or writers or both. They have a charming love story. Yes, Uh. Christopher is not man of the year, but he he and Lorelai could have worked things out. Oh. He's not man of the year, but she should settle for him because they have a history. That's what that says to I don't, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not man of the year. I don't think he's even in the top 90%. <laughs> no. He's, like, not even man of the day. And He's, he, like, the type of guy, and he's, like, 40, and he's like, Mommy, can you come over and do my laundry? Yeah, except Mommy is Lorelai. Yeah. Mommy, can you come watch my kid for me? Mommy. I think what just pisses me off so much about Christopher is how, like, his angle is always getting with Lorelai. It, it's like we were talking earlier about, um, you know, how like the men can't just be projects for the women to fix. They have to like self-actualize. And like, if you want to get better for the sake of dating Rory, fine. But like, that also can't be it. Like, you have to want to get better for yourself, too. Well, and Christopher's and, whole dynamic for getting back with Lorelai is like, we're meant to be because Rory's our daughter. It's like he'll show up for like a day, be like, you know, try to act like a decent father for Rory and be like, see, I'm like Rory's dad. This has to work. Yeah. It's no. like Rory's just always a prop to him. Yeah, she's definitely just a prop. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that they have that much chemistry personally. I think friendship wise, 
Yeah, sure. That's how I see, like, their relationship. There's certain, like, when I have guy friends, I'm like, that's my guy friend. It's different than, like, her guy friend with Luke. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, obviously Lorelai and Luke have, like, feelings, but, like, they could have stayed friends their whole lives, and they would have been thick as thieves, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. But with Christopher, I think it's... I think the problem it's is that either... it's, it's one-sided. Like, he wants... He wants to be in the in the relationship in their lives. He wants to be the man of the house, or he wants nothing to do with them. Yep. Yeah. There's no in between. Yeah. It's not like. It's just an ex that you can be friendly with. Right. Mm-hmm. You know that she has to be friendly with because he's still her dad. Yeah. And I end. think she does genuinely like want good things for him. I think yeah. she does like him, and that's yeah. fine. I think she likes him as Rory's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I just, why she wants good things for him. But I, she doesn't get pissed off at him like I do or you do. I just, no. yeah, I get, I get annoyed with, like, how wrapped around his finger she is sometimes. Yeah. She's, yeah. It's not a good it's, situation. It's like, I think she wants him to be, like, the, you know, dad of the year for Rory. Yeah. But he never yeah. will be. No. Because even when he tries to be, it's only to gain something. Mm-hmm. It's never just... I have a kid. I should. It's not about the kid. Yeah. It's not. Christopher is about himself. Yeah. And it's not which, about Lorelai either. It's about him. Which there was another Reddit post. And this is like going way far in the future. But something that like really struck me when I read it was there's the episode. I think it's in season seven when Chris like breaks up. He divorces Lorelai because he finds that letter that she wrote for Luke talking about, like, what a great guy he is. Mm-hmm. And he gets really mad about, like, all the, you know, the peppery stuff she says for Luke, where it's like, when Luke is in your life, he's in your life for good. That's what he gets mad about. But she also said, like, that raising Rory was challenging as a single mother. I did not have support from her father. And Luke was the man who, like, stepped in. He doesn't think about that. Mm-hmm. because He's he, more upset about the romantic side of it. he does not care. Yeah. He should be beating himself up every day for the fact that he was not there for Rory, and he does not give a shit. Nope, he does yeah. not. No, I, and and it's unfortunate because it's just I think I don't know. That should that sh- when he read Lorelai talking about like I had to raise Ror- Rory as a single mom, that should have been the thing he thought about. Mm-hmm. He should have read that letter and apologized to she, her. He should have been thinking about that when. Oh yeah. When the. GG came along. Yeah, he, like, he, like, like, absolutely. If he had thought about it, he would be a better person. Yeah, and he, yeah. she wouldn't even have to put that in the letter because he would have just been there and not. It's mm-hmm. it's not like they have to be together for him to be like a good father. Co-parenting is a thing. Yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. And like, so I, I, mean, I don't think he gave her financial support either. Yeah. No, he Un- didn't do shit for un- her. So un- until like, until they were what? grown. Yeah. Which yeah. is also why it pisses me off when his dad is like. Christopher was bound for Princeton, and then you ruined his life. Christopher didn't do anything. He he had nothing to he do with... He could have still gone to Princeton. Yeah, his why, li- why? His life was not upended at all by Rory being born. Mm-hmm. Right. Because nope, their lives were not upended. Yeah. 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 Okay, next Reddit before we go crazy here. I know. Oh, well, you're going to love this <laughs> next one. It's really short, but okay. just sticking with that theme... Christopher is hot, oh. and I understand why Lorelai fell for him. He that's, looks like a Muppet, people. That's it. That's the post. <laughs> Which goes back to talking about loving someone for their appearances. I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's even that handsome. But like, I mean, he's not ugly, but he sure. does look like a Muppet to me. 
He looks like a <laughs> shit-eating <laughs> douchebag. That's what he looks like. Hey, Rory, I buy you some books. That makes up for everything. Oh, but my credit card's going to get declined. I oh, better get another credit card. Okay, go on, next one. Okay, this one's for you, Elise, and this one's pretty long. Oh. People only hate Logan because he's wealthy. There, I said it. <laughs> Logan is beautiful. Uh, oh, I wrote this. Yeah. Oh, this is your. This oh, is your, yeah. This was your alts. This was your first <laughs> account. Logan is beautiful, kind, incredibly smart, charming, and funny. He's a compelling and interesting character, and so much more than his wealth and privilege. But it's the wealth and privilege that's all people who don't like him focus on, and they can't see past that to how great he really is. He was also an amazing boyfriend to Rory. He is the best boyfriend on the show, and they had such a loving and healthy relationship. Jess treated her like crap, and Dean was controlling. I won't include Paul in this because I'm ignoring the revival. And sorry, Luke stands, but Luke could never be anywhere near as an amazing partner to Lore as Logan was to Rory. Whoa, why are we coming at Luke? Logan was the perfect, most loving and kind partner. Oh my god. Rory should never have turned down his proposal. Whoa. I'm surprised they didn't be like, and he bought her a Birkin. (laughs) People only hate Logan because he's rich. And all the good things he did for Rory is because he's rich. Yeah. I agree with some of it. I don't think Logan is as bad as some people say. Um, I think that Logan was necessary for Lori in a lot of aspects. You mean Rory? Did I say say Rory? You said Lori. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like their names mixed up together. Um, But yeah, so I I agree with some of that. I... There was a lot in that I have to like think about. (laughs) A lot to like dissect. I think I really enjoy having Logan. I think he was necessary for Rory to like get out of her shell and experience life in a way she had not experienced it before. And I think And have fun. Yeah, and to have fun. fun, But also also though, and kind of speaking to that person's point about like people only hate him because he's rich. Kind of the only reason, though, he was able to, like, give her a lot of those opportunities. It's because is because he's rich. And I think there, it's it's like the whole thing where, you know, it'll be the rich people who are like, money isn't everything. Very easy to say when you have money. Yeah. And, oh, sure. But I think at, at but, the core, I think he's a fun person. Yeah, I think absolutely. if he would have been less wealthy, he still would have been fun. Sure. I think that Lo- I don't hate on Logan because I think that when you're young... Um, and at any age, really, if you're dating, have fun people, like yeah. not everything has to be life and death and marriage and proposals and go out and have fun. And I think that Logan brought that and it was a necessity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and something to say for, you know, cause like Logan's dad ends up kind of being like the villain of the series. Yeah. Yeah. Like from when he's introduced to the end of it. And that brings up like, there was a meme that I sent both of you the other day where, it's like Rory got one piece of constructive criticism in her life and they spent the next season and a half acting like she'd been shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think Logan was necessary because we needed a relationship that felt stable. Yeah. But had a lot of turmoil. Well, Well, and I think it was like Rory's first real like experience living in the world that her grandparents lived in. Exactly. And that was like a whole side of her life that she was able to kind of like compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, yeah. I think it's that. And I think also it kind of gave her this sense of uncertainty too, Mm -hmm. because she was so sure what she wanted to do. And then she met Logan and was like, maybe there's more to life than stars hollow. Maybe I need to be looking at other avenues and, and enjoying and living in the moment. Yeah. Because she spent a lot of time reading books and just getting ready for school and getting doing the next thing, the next thing, the future, the future, the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brings a moment and, and a moment of like of being like live in the moment. And yeah. her first ex- like um, healthy relationship sexually too, because yeah. Dean was messed up. Yeah. And Jess, she never did anything with. Yeah, and I wish they would have. But <laughs> that's maybe, beside that's maybe it. they did. Yeah, maybe they did. I hope so. But no. I think too, like Logan provided perspective on all of the benefits of money, but then also the repercussions of coming from uh-huh. a family business. Yeah. Of I need to follow my father's footsteps and I don't want to, but I have to. And it really sucks and it's really hard. And I'm sure people took that as him being a total brat. But at the same time, I would hate to have someone tell me what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And so we get to kind of see that. And I think that's kind of a wake up call for Rory, too, where she's like, "Okay, do I want these things because I want them or do I want them because my family wants them for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not to like rag too hard on the reboot because Lord knows everyone has and there are a lot of problems with it, but like. Way to start off immediately on the wrong foot by being like, what if Rory was cheating on her boyfriend and Logan was cheating on her his fiance? It's like, there was nothing about where the original series left off that it couldn't have just been like, a few years later, they reconnected and now they're together. Yeah. Like, you didn't need to do that, but... Yeah, I mean, I was just so happy to see Logan. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of... I was like, oh, okay. Like, to be, like, cynical about it, I kind of feel like the reason they did it that way is because they wanted to leave the door open for her to get back with Jess or get back with Dean. Yeah. Because yeah. then it was like, they could play that up the whole revival. Yep. Jess was in pretty much all the episodes and even Dean shows back up. Mm-hmm. And each time it's kind of like a, Ooh, does Rory still have feelings for them? And it's like, you're totally just like playing to the fandom yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Next. Uh, these, these last two are really short. Okay. Um, does anyone else hate the theme song as much as me? Seriously, it's awful, and I can't skip the intro fast enough. That is all. That's awesome. I love them. Um, We don't... So, funny story. The way Elise and I record this is we watch it by ourselves, and then as we are recording, we're watching the episode. So, I don't think we ever skip the intro when we watch. Maybe once in a while, if we're strapped for time. But usually we watch it, and Elise and I will sing it into the microphones as it's playing. Yeah. It's not like a song that I hate. I could see it being annoying for people, but um, I love it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's not on my like yeah, playlist, I yeah. but you know, I, I, I associate with Gilmore Girls. I think it's a nice, you know, it's not like. The Sopranos theme song or yeah. the, like Succession. But it does its White job Lotus, because when you, you hear know. it, you think of Gilmore Girls. Yeah. 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 It's kind of interesting. Like, I didn't even realize that was a cover. 
Like, yeah. it just, yeah. it's so perfect for the series. Yeah. That. I mean, it was so perfect that. It brought. It was in your vows. Yeah, true. <laughs> Brain recited the lyrics. He, that was his, the whole song was and just I, his. And I, I, <laughs> yeah. and I quoted Luke saying, I'm all in. Yeah, I think that was how you ended it. You were like, I'm all in. And then yeah. you said and the you lyrics your, to the and song. You and then I was like. Mouth on her. And then I, and then I said. <laughs> I said I'm all in, and then I was like, "By the way, Anna Nardini just told me I had a I had a kid with her six months ago, and um, I didn't tell you until now because I'm bad at communicating and like right, am pointlessly insecure about this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next. Uh, this last one, I don't even know why this was like downvoted, but also like I don't even know what the point of the comment was. Okay. So it's just a, just a funny. This is the last one. All it says is. The topic title was Edward Herman on How I Met Your Mother, but How I Met Your Mother was, like, abbreviated, so it's H-I-M-Y-M. Yeah. And then all the body of the text says is, he plays a priest on season nine, episode six. (laughs) (laughs) Great contribution. (laughs) I I feel like the Gilmore Girls discourse is so, like, elevated because we know this. (laughs) (laughs) Which I watched all of How I Met Your Mother before. I think I watched any of... Gilmore Girl, so like it's kind of weird to think that like I had seen him in something but didn't recognize him yeah I when did that episode come out well season nine must like I think that was one of the last seasons yeah so I don't know like 2012 2013 ish interesting because he died not too long after that yeah so that I might just, have been one of the I just, last. I just think it's so funny that like why why does that deserve a post? It's yeah. a Gilmore. But then Girl also sighting. like why are so many people down for you? <laughs> 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 like are are that are so many people like that mad that like someone posted like such an aggressively useless piece of Probably. trivia? Probably. Like, like this... how dare you cloud up our discussion board with how I met your mother. Taking up our feed. Saying Edward, Edward Herman was in something else. Edward. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. awesome. Well, thank you, Bren. I yes. appreciate you taking yes. the time to do that for us. Um, oh, and there's one more from uh, Bryn Tanner Rules that says, Max was a perfect angel and did nothing wrong. Oh, interesting. Well, that guy probably is an idiot. So. Did it get downvoted? Yeah, it got downvoted by Bryn Tanner Drools. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we have made it to the end. We are done with season one. We've been talking about being done with season one since we started yeah. season one. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. We started in November. So. I know. So... Any final thoughts on season one, Elise? I can't think of any right now. It's just that I feel bad for Luke and I want to know. I know. I just feel bad for Luke. I do too. And I think season two kind of picks right back up with that. Bryn, do you have any thoughts on the end of season one? Um, well, all the actors did a really great job. (laughs) Can't believe they memorized all those lines. (laughs) How do they do that? How do you guys memorize all those lines? I always thought for like TV acting, you didn't need to. Oh, like I thought there was there would always just be someone. Yeah, yeah. And um, I found out there's one actor. It was the guy who played Hercules in the in the live action show. There's a thing with him where like they literally, if there's a shot of him like where you see his face and you see the person's head in front of him, they will literally tape his like lines to that person's face because he can't like 
Oh no. He's that he's just that bad at remembering. Oh my god. And it's like I just I thought that's how they did it. Interesting. And no, it's just for him. <laughs> no, well, a lot of times they get a script like a couple hours yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Revised. I, I think season one does a great job of establishing a strong foundation, which we already talked about. And mm-hmm. I think we're kind of ready to jump off of that and start some major some major storytelling now. Like major storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how much do you think like Amy Sherman and, you know, Dan were like how quickly can we write Lorelai out of this relationship in season two? I think it's by episode four. Yeah. That's the road trip to Harvard, I think. So pretty pretty damn fast. They were like, we don't want this. And I think it never was going to be. No, but. So, I, yeah, I like, don't know. That fe- That feels like something you would have saved for the last, like the finale, but. No, I think like that kind of move. The way the show moves, I think this was the best way to take it. Yeah, they mm-hmm. talk really fast. They make decisions really fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that is season one, wrapped with a bow. And uh, Bryn, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, I run a theater company. It's it goes by the name Albino Squirrel Productions. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Uh, both cases, it's literally just Albino Squirrel Productions, all one word, no okay. spaces. Awesome. Uh, we do have a GoFundMe for our upcoming season, so if you you know want to chip in a couple bucks to that, I would appreciate it. But obviously, you know, just any any support, you know, just share us a like or watch our videos or whatever. Awesome. And we can be found on Instagram underscore Growing Up Gilmore underscore. Same on TikTok and Pinterest. I can't wait for season two. Me too. We have some good guests. We're ready to rock and roll. So Get some Jess in our lives. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us for all of season one. We so appreciate it. We're still having a great time. So I'm excited to keep going. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.